0: The following podcast is a Simpranto Media production. She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. And I'm so excited to introduce to you Eve Mayer. And she is a fasting expert. So, Eve, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Well, Chantel, I'm really good looking. I think that's the most important thing that people need to know. Um, Great hair. I do. Chantel, you want to hear about my fabulous color story for my hair? Sure, I'd love to. So for my whole life, I've been paying like anywhere from 120 to 200 something dollars going to very talented people to highlight my hair. And then, you know, we're in a pandemic, so I haven't gone anywhere for a few months. And it was it was a very scary situation to come in touch with how much gray hair I had and the true brown color of my hair. So I got a kit. It was six dollars to highlight it. And I tried to do it. And unlike these talented professionals, I was in no way talented. So then I just grabbed it with the gloves and like rubbed it into my hair. And that is how you see this gorgeous, color that is happening today. and Actually, I think it looks great. You are very sweet, Chantel. I really appreciate that. So a little bit about me. I am 46 years old. I'm a mom and a wife and a really sweet daughter. Um, And I have struggled with obesity. I, I struggled with obesity for 24 years. And I tried every diet, I tried every exercise, I tried everything, Uh, hypnosis, therapy, binge eating addiction, um, fitness trainers, exercise programs, diets, three bariatric surgeries, anything. I failed in absolutely every way. And until I discovered low carb and um, intermittent fasting, I felt hungry almost every moment of my life. And so I discovered Dr. Jason Fung's book, The Obesity Code, which really helped me to understand insulin resistance. And, um, you know, I'd I'd had insulin resistance. I'd had prediabetes, but I didn't understand what the heck that meant. And uh, through fasting, I was able to get to a healthy weight, a healthy weight for me um, and maintain that for the past few years and not feel hungry every second of every day, which which I'd really battled with the whole time.
1: And then you guys, all three of you, Jason, Jason Fung, you and Megan Ramos wrote the book, Life in the Fasting Lane, How to Make Intermittent Fasting a Lifestyle and Reap the Benefits of Weight Loss and Better Health. So tell me, how did it work with the three of you guys trying to write that book together where you're like, okay, I'll write chapter one, you write chapter two. How did that work out?
0: It was really, it was a, it was a bizarre idea, right? Like it's a weird book. And so It came for me because I loved Dr. Fung's book and I, there's so many great books about fasting out there, but I'm kind of lazy and I really want somebody who's like a best friend who would just like net it out for me. Does this really work? What's the least amount of effort I could put into this? Um, Is there anything like embarrassing that you could tell me that I'm too nervous to ask? And so when I looked for a book like that, I really couldn't find that best friend voice you know like you and I would probably have a margarita together and talk about it and you'd tell me the truth about something I really needed to do and I'd get the real scoop and I wanted to be that voice for people because I am better at failing than anyone like I'm really super good at failing and so I I felt like and I don't have much of a filter so I felt like I could do a really effective job at that story. And Jason, Dr. Fung is, you know, just one of the best voices in fasting. So much medical background and experience. And then Megan Ramos, I think, because I, I think, you know, a lot of people who fast are women, and I want to ask questions that they feel comfortable with a woman um, answering. Not to say there's not men that fast, there are. But I like to a woman's perspective. I like to from Megan because she's a researcher who has treated thousands of people with fasting, and she knows the answer to every situation, you know, like, why do I have cramps? Or why do I have a headache? Or what do I do for this? or And what's going on? And so the way that we wrote it together, it was really supposed to be this different book. And I think that's how it turned out, where it was really the emotional and lifestyle side of fasting. So there is some science, there is some research, but it's really a personal story of being overweight Feeling ashamed, failing for 24 years, uh, feeling like you couldn't get the right, I couldn't get the right information from my doctor and then finding my way. And I think we also wanted to achieve a sense of openness for people to not be judged on how they get there, right? Like I think fasting is really important for people to know about, but I can't say for sure if it's the right choice for any individual, that's up to them. Um, I went to doctors for so many years who did their best to help me, but the things that they taught me. We're not right for me, were not helpful to me, and I just got sicker and fatter and more miserable.
1: Awesome, well, let's jump in and I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. This is, the first question I'm gonna start with is something I literally get asked every day and I'm curious to see if you guys do. But the question is, what am I allowed to drink? While I'm fasting, and I feel like different people have different answers. And I want you to talk about it based on doing. Have you done any extended fasting or do you just do intermittent fasting?
0: I have done a 10 day, an 11 day, a three wow. day. So, yeah. Um, I, and That's I awesome. actually. Is it, Chantel? I don't know. <laughs> if I look back, is it awesome? So, yeah, I, I can tell you all my feelings about drinks. So, there's a lot of rules in the world, right? There's a lot of rules of what people say. This breaks you fast. This doesn't break fast, whatever. And the answer is much like many things we deal with in the world, there's a lot of gray area, right? Like there there really is. And so it kind of depends on what you're trying to accomplish. For me, fasting was about losing weight and getting healthier. For some people who are fasting, it is about overcoming epilepsy or battling cancer or dealing with type two diabetes in a very effective way. And there are different things you want to stick to with what you eat and what you don't eat and your liquids and your consumption with different goals. And so when you might say that a little bit of cream in your coffee doesn't break your fast for these purposes, but it does for these purposes, I think that's the gray area and why people get so frustrated and just want to just like, just tell me the truth. So I'll tell you what I do. And I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty lenient. I still, I'm over two years into this and I still use every fasting aid there is. And what Megan teaches people, Megan Ramos teaches people from thefastingmethod.com is she teaches people these aids are here at the beginning to teach you to fast. And then ideally later you're going to drop them. And that means first stevia, right? Maybe you have a little stevia, um, sugar, no way around it. It's, it's breaking your fast. Well, I still use stevia. Sometimes I didn't for a period of time. And then I went back to it for some people. It spikes a lot of things, makes them hungrier and they simply can't do it. And some people will say it breaks the fast. I still use it quite often in my coffee, a little bit of cream. Some people will say, Nope, that's not fasting. You're having calories. It breaks your fast. Well, I've had a little bit of cream in my coffee for the past two years. And that works for me because my goal is weight loss and better health. Um, I use bone broth on extended fasts. Some people you know, will say the, the purest fast there is, is a water and salt fast, right? You're only having water and salt and that is a pure fast and nobody can argue that you're breaking your fast with that and I get it. But it really depends on, in my opinion, as a human, what is the least amount of effort you can put into this to get the greatest goal, right? If I can do this and I can have a little cream and sometimes stevia, then I'm gonna do that. If I need to fast, very clean for a very specific health uh, benefit, then I would have to make some changes. Um, and so for me, I think it is okay for me personally to have bone broth on extended fast, have a little cream in my coffee. I usually do at 18, six. I usually just don't eat breakfast. I usually eat lunch and dinner and I have coffee twice every morning with a little bit of cream and stevia, heavy cream. Um, I depend heavily on pickle juice. And I was probably like a year in before I discovered the wonders of pickle juice. I love dill pickles with no sugar and that gives you a nice sodium intake, great electrolytes. It's just out of the jar. As long as it has no sugar in it, dill pickle juice is fantastic. It's Um, a game changer for an extended fast. It really
1: is. I don't use it for intermittent fasting, but I 100% when I found out about pickle juice, it, it really can take you from being able to go from one day to three days to seven days, um, to 14 days, like whatever you need it to do. Pickle juice is kind of the great elixir. I think.
0: I love it. And I like, uh, soda water with a little lemon or a little lime, like that's fine. Um, but I'll tell you, I, you know, you asked me, did I do extended fasting? And I, I did. Um, actually, if you go to fasting.fyi forward slash T-E-N, fasting.fy forward slash T-E-N. There is a 10 day fast that I do where I talk every day coached by Megan Ramos. And there were lots of people that did this with us and lots of people that asked questions. And it's, it's a really good um, video series where you just see me unravel as a human, like emotionally, really like over day after day. I do not like extended fast. I don't think I will ever do an extended fast again. It is really tough for me. Um, emotionally, not physically, physically, it's fine. And, and it's really shocking to me that it works, but I personally won't do an extended fast without like, I, I need like a serious health reason probably to do it. I, I just really emotionally have a, a very tough time with it. And I've been able to reach my goals, um, with just extent with interma- intermittent fasting, right? Like mostly eating twice a day. So for me, I'm I'm pretty happy where I'm at.
1: Yeah. And my opinion on the drinks is I know tons of people who've lost weight doing things like a little bit of lemon in their water and cream in their coffee and Stevia. And what I've noticed is that it will, when you're doing that kind of fast, you can, you can lose the weight that you want. Um, but if you're stuck, so I'll give you a perfect example. I had a girl who lost 30 pounds doing intermittent fasting and she's now trying to not have any cream or stevia in her coffee. She's now um, not having any lemon in her water. And she's seeing she's kind of lost that extra five pounds or Mm. an extra 10 pounds. So I just, I really believe, you know, there's lots of people who I think the best thing for you is to do just water. I personally, um, I'm doing just water. I haven't eaten since lunch yesterday and I do like to push myself on doing extended fasting. I do hate it, but there, <laughs> I feel like there's so many benefits for me personally. I have a lot of skin issues. I have some eczema issues and stuff like that. And when I do those extended fast, it really helps me uh, for skin wise. And it also really helps me spiritually. So I if I do it as a spiritual fast, I feel like I can it allows me to be able to get the strength I need to be able to do the extended fast without it making it a spiritual fast. it really is brutal. it's absolutely brutal
0: well i'm um, I'm so glad you shared that because i I get so frustrated when people are closed off about what works for others right like I still use all these aids. You do not, and you find it better for you. You like these extended fasts. I like the shorter fasts. If we're getting to our goals and we we feel healthier and we're getting healthier, we should have different plans. And I I think that is, it's wonderful. And I learned so much from so many people. I find, I kind of find it humorous that I've become this fasting Expert, this this you know voice in this uh, fasting world because I'm probably one of the worst people I know at it, right? Like, and I and I think that makes me a really great example because I'm relatable and almost everybody walks away feeling better about themselves and what they can do in fasting because I'm I'm pretty bad at it and um, I I don't mind admitting that. So it's cool to hear you talk about what you can reach spiritually and the health that you you've gained and maybe in Five years, I'll be more like you, but we'll see. I might just be at this, you know, a beginner level the rest of my life. But it's still the healthiest I've ever been, and I peaked at three hundred pounds, and now I bounce between one eighty-five and one ninety-five, and that's been like that for over a year and a half now. I've never maintained a weight range in my life. I've always been all the way, you know, going up or on a fast train down, and so. For a long time, I was like, surely it's going to come back. It's going to come back. Well, I don't know why I expected that. I'd never stayed at a weight for more than a week. And now it's been, I don't know, a year and a half. So I I think I'm, I think I finally found what's the solution for me. And I'm healthier and I feel better. Um, How have you been like lately during all the things going in the world? Because I, I, with COVID, with social unrest, like I am having a tough time fasting. I feel, I just want to eat all the time. I know I'm not supposed to say that, but I really want to eat all the time. I went off track a couple of times for a while and had to bring myself back. How are you doing? How do you deal with it? Yeah.
1: And I would say that I, I did gain about five pounds during this COVID-19. And, um, it's funny cause I have a big party coming up this Saturday. And so, you know, I've written three books on fasting, right? And so it, it puts a lot of pressure on me, right? To be able to be thin. And, you know, as soon as people see me, they're like, because my, my first book's called Waste Away. And so, you know, a lot of times people see me and they're like, how's, how are you doing? You know, Waste Away, blah, blah, And, and so I have a lot of immense pressure to stay really thin and so for me to gain five pounds was really tough for me. It was. It's just been, so now I'm doing some extended fasting like this week and just really praying about it. But to me, intermittent fasting is, is a piece of the puzzle. And so what I love to teach people in my book is that's a huge piece, right? It's not the only piece because if If you say, I'm only eating between 12 and six, and then during that 12 to six period, all you're doing is eat, eat, eat. Then what's happening is you're not eating for your hunger cues and eating when you're truly hungry and stopping when you're full. And that's such a key piece to it. And so anytime you're eating when you're not physically hungry, that is where you have to dive deep and go, I'm making the conscious decision that I'm never, ever eating until I'm physically hunger, hungry. I'm not going to eat for emotional reasons. I'm not eating because it's COVID-19. I'm not eating because it's fun. And so that's where you can get to the next level. But what I love about intermittent fasting is it teaches you to get physically hungry, right? And so I know that during this time, I'm not eating, but it it's goes beyond that. So that's, that's what will get to the next level. Hey guys, one of the things that will take your weight loss to the next level is coaching. You can either work one-on-one with me or one of our certified private coaches. If you'd like, you can schedule your free call. It's a 10 minute strategy call just to see if coaching is gonna really take you to the next level. The other thing is listening to the audiobook. Listening to the audiobook and getting the video course that I've done, people are seeing dramatic results. If you just listen to the audiobook 30 minutes a day over and over and over again, and get the video course. Go to chantelrayway.com and check out the video course. You won't be sorry you did.
0: Yeah, I don't think I'm there yet, Chantel. I've gained five or ten pounds. Like I stopped weighing because it was it was it was terrifying. Uh, and so I've, I've tried to stop weighing for a bit and eat better and, and focus on my intermittent fasting. Um, but I would say definitely during this unprecedented time where a lot of us feel so much sadness or pressure or stress that like we've never felt before. I, I, I was not like, I didn't have a chapter about it in my book. Right. And you didn't either because we didn't know this was going to happen. How to deal with the pandemic and fast gracefully. No, like it's, <laughs> it's not going like that. And I honestly think you gaining five pounds during this is a, a success. So many friends I have and so many family members I have and everybody I know like the best case scenario I've heard is someone staying at the same weight. And that is really rare. I think most people I've talked to of, of varying sizes have gained about 15 pounds, um, in the, in the past three months. And it's, it's really interesting, no matter what our views are, um, how we're all having this common response in a lot of ways, um, to, to how we're dealing with it. And I, I definitely think you're right at the, the struggle to get to where we don't let stress make us eat is, is the ideal situation. And I will admit, I am not there yet. I'm certainly a lot closer because of fasting and because I eat mostly low carb than I ever have been. But, but you are much further on your journey than I am for sure.
1: Well, let's talk about the meals. So for me, You know, one of the things that I like to do is to eat a meal, I call it a meal and a tasting. And so let's say I'm eating, I eat in a six hour window most days, um, some days four hour window, but that one of the meals that I eat is I try to just make it a tasting. Like, it's not a meal. Because for me, that's if I'm eating two meals a day, I'm going to gain weight. Like, And that's one of the reasons why I've gained five pounds is because my meals are a lot bigger than they used to be. Like, I used to have one meal, you know, medium-sized meal, and then I'd have one tasting. It would be just whatever I was craving, whatever I wanted, but it was more of just a smaller kind of snack, almost like a snack. So what... What does your day look like? Does, tell us a little bit about that. Are you eating two meals in a day? Are you eating any snacks during
0: the middle? Or are you, yeah. you? So I like how tasting's cute. It sounds like very fancy. I'm going to write another
1: book. It's going to be called A Meal and a Tasting. Is going to be my next.
0: Yeah, It's adorable. I love that. So let's let's break this world up into pre-COVID and COVID. Before COVID, I was rocking along pretty dang good. I. Was eating lunch around noon or one, and I was eating dinner around six. Um, I have three bariatric surgeries, so I do have a smaller stomach, and sometimes I can't get enough food to like sustain through that and feel full. So sometimes I would have a snack at three. So like not a full meal, but a snack. When I eat a meal, I eat as much as I want, um, and I I feel like you like you have to find the foods that make you feel good. And don't make you feel deprived. Like if I'm just eating foods that make me feel good, but they're gross and I don't like them, I'm gonna be really mad. Um, and then I'm just gonna wanna eat more. So I, I love to eat steak. I love asparagus, I like salad, some if it has a really good dressing. I love avocados and bacon and salmon and you know, those are my things that make me feel great and feel good. Berries are, are really great. Um, and so I also feel like as a girl from South Louisiana, I love food and I love well prepared food. So when I eat, I want it to be pretty and I feel like, well, I didn't have breakfast, so then I get to have like a really good. Lunch. Lunch and a really good steak at dinner. Right. Um, and so typically I was doing that since things went scary in the world. I, for a while, just lost it. I couldn't fast. I went back to having breakfast most days. Um, For like the first week, I was, we don't really keep many carbs in the house, but I was finding, you know, ways to get some things delivered and and eating bread, which I don't typically eat and really doesn't make me feel very good. Um, But I was looking for that comfort. I was looking for that excitement. I was looking for something that like I felt and I saw it a lot in people's shopping carts, right? Like muffins and sugar, like looking for comfort in a time where you feel disconnected to others and unsure. I get it. Like I really do. And I did that that first week. And at the end of that week, I was like, man, I, I, I know I feel bad, but like I feel even worse because of what I'm eating and I'm gaining weight rapidly. And I'm not going to be able to fit out the door at the end of this if I don't stop it. So I got back on track went well for a while and had gotten back to two or three, you know, two meals and or two meals and a snack in the afternoon. And then when things, you know, bubbled up again recently and and, and we have so much divisiveness, right. Um, I felt really stressed out about it and wanted to turn to food again. So I had to pull myself back and now for about five or six days and back to doing a pretty good job of two meals and a snack or two meals. Um, but it's tough. You know, I, I, I definitely find stress for me is, is the hardest thing to overcome with, with how I want to eat. Um, we've, we've mostly stayed at home. And so we used to go to restaurants a lot. We don't go to restaurants. You know, we used to see friends all the time. We don't see friends except on zoom. Um, and, and where do you live? Where do you uh, live? uh, We live in, uh, Carrollton in Dallas, Texas. Okay, and, and this is not what everyone has chosen to do. I respect people's decisions and what they've chosen to do. This is what we've chosen to do. My daughter gets sick a lot, has a lot of lung issues. My mom is immunocompromised and we go to see her and, and she stays quarantined and we stay quarantined. So we've made these choices for our own family. And because we want to do our part to help from spreading anything without, you know, knowing it. Um, and so I do think there has been a human want for a lot of people, me especially, to want to eat bad stuff. Like if I got to stay inside and I can't see my friends, Chantel, shouldn't I be able to eat bad stuff? Shouldn't I be able (laughs) to eat all the time? Don't you think? Well, see, and that there's the
1: mindset shift of saying to yourself, like, you know, I see for me though, I, I don't eat low carb. I eat, I, I eat lower carb, but I don't count my carbs. I just, I try to eat, I'm try not to eat a ton of bread, but if I want a piece of bread, I eat it. But for me, the biggest thing I always ask myself is this, am I physically hungry right now? Am I eating for any other reason than true physical hunger? If that answer is yes, I have to literally stop an escape. Like I have to just run, you know, and I have to quote Bible verses, you know, like put a knife to your throat if you're given into gluttony, right. And things yeah. like that to kind of remove myself from that, that space. Cause that to me is key of getting to the place where I'm never, ever like, I'll give you a story. When I was, when I was 17 years old, I, my, I had moved out uh, on my own and I'm my family is very well off. So I wasn't used to like not having a lot of money. And so me and my girlfriend uh, went to Nordstrom's and we stole some stuff, but we were minors. They caught us, sorry about that. Um, they caught us and we ended up uh, you know, just getting in trouble. And I, from that point on, I made the decision. I'm never going to steal anything again. And to my knowledge, like I've never stolen anything from that that time. But if you look at it in that kind of realm that you go, overeating is a sin. I never, ever want to do that again. And I'm going to do everything I possibly can to never overeat. And so that's what I have to constantly remind myself All the time. Hey guys, I wanted to tell you I'm offering a free weight loss virtual Bible study. Now is the perfect time to focus on understanding true hunger and fullness and learn what the Bible has to say about it. All you have to do is go to ChantelRayway.com slash Bible study. After you sign up, you'll receive a six-week Bible study video that you can watch on your own, or you can get a small group of people and do it together. That's ChantelRayway.comslash slash Bible study for your free six-week Bible study course. So let's talk about your book for just a second and talk about what is, like, give us like your Top five favorite things in the book. Like if you said, here's some really great nuggets that we talk about, what would you say those are?
0: I, I really like the way Dr. Fong talks in this book. Um, because as much as I love his other books and I needed them in my life, I needed the science to be simpler and more accessible. I'm not, I made a D one time in chemistry in high school and I'll never forget it. It was my lowest grade ever on my report card. And so I needed the science to be accessible and simple. And I think that he does that very well about calories, about fat, about insulin. And I think a lot of people need it at that level that I do. Um, there's another section in the book that really answers every question People have about fasting, how they can troubleshoot things, and Megan Ramos just has this way of, of you know, twenty years of experience helping with people. with This she has this way of being able to answer any question there is in a really simple and straightforward way. So I really admire that. Um, and give us, the last, give us
1: one of the top questions that you guys get an, uh, that you get asked a lot.
0: Um, I get asked a lot about emotional mood swings or headaches. And and one of the things, and, and I experienced that a lot, especially during an extended fast. And one of the things I learned from Megan was magnesium um, and a need for that. And the best way to get it through a bath or through a foot bath, right? Putting, you know, Epsom salts into a foot bath and letting it soak. And I just love how this solution to this issue we're having requires a spa like action. So I'm, I'm like super into that because then I have an excuse to go to the bathtub and soak in Epsom salts and like feel better. So I loved that. And it solved a lot of my emotional mood swings that I would have during a fast with the magnesium. So that really helped me. Um, I, I wanted to simplify fasting. I feel like when we hear 18-6 and OMAD and alternate day and timer, like it gets really overwhelming. And what I wanted in the beginning was someone to just tell me, like, what was the right answer for me? Like, just tell me, like, just, and I, I told uh, Dr. Fong and Megan when I met them in person, like, just tell me what I need to do. And, and they couldn't, and the reason why is because it's, they don't know the answer for me. They know all of the possibilities and the parameters I can explore, but I have to discover the answer that's right for me, just like everyone else does. And we are so programmed to ask doctors to just know this answer for us, um, that we have to, like you talk about, listen to our own body, find our own way, find what works for us, both physically, emotionally, spiritually, and all the ways that we need to reach for ourselves. And so I wanted to talk about stepping into fasting in the laziest way possible, in a way that was right for us, with respect to whatever our own goals are, because everybody has different goals that they'd like to achieve. For me, being 185 to 195, coming from 300 pounds is a success and my end point. For some people, they're starting at 185 and 195 and want to go somewhere else, right? And I respect that. Um, and and some people are doing this for health. Some people are doing this for looks. Some people are doing this for whatever it is, comfort. And and I think that humans should be respected for their own choice of their bodies and taking care of it and, and help to have information that will get them there, regardless of whether they have money or not, they, they need this information. Um, and I love that fasting is not dependent on wealth, right? Like sometimes in life, I think, you know, you grew up, wealthy and then you had a period in your time where it, that wasn't the case i've been up and down i've been rich i've been poor i prefer rich but i've been poor and i probably <laughs> will be again so you know we might as well figure out how to take care of ourselves and help others with information so that it, it's not dependent on our socio and economic status um so i really lay out a plan in there on how to step into fasting how to take it one step at a time and then stop at the place that reaches your goal and not feel like you have to, oh, I got to do more. I'm not enough. I'm not, you know, I'm not achieving like what this person over here is achieving. Instead, being excited for them and accepting them and and finding your own goals in place and celebrations for reaching those goals. Mm, awesome. What other, what other top questions would you say people ask you a lot? Uh, I, I get a lot about getting back on track, right? Like kind of like what I'm talking about right now. Like, how do we, how do we get back on track? And I think a lot of that comes from uh, us like dealing with shame and dealing with feeling like we failed for so long. And then feeling like when we take care of our health and we lose the weight, that's the end. That's not the end. Like you gained five pounds. It's five tiny little pounds, Right but you're not done with it. You still have to deal with it. You still have to work at this every day, just like we do with every part of our body, right? Like every part of our mind, It's it doesn't end. It's part of our life process. And 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 being kind to ourselves and being more accepting and knowing that this is just not something that ends and we're done forever is an important lesson about being able to get back on track for what we want to accomplish.
1: Mm, I love that. Give us some more tips that you have for doing first talk about extended fasting and then just some tips for doing uh intermittent fasting
0: well for me the extended fasting is is tough and i'm not great at it i don't ever get that point that i hear a lot of people get and it sounds like you might get which is their euphoria right you get to day three or day four and suddenly you're not hungry I've never felt that way. Every, every day I've been like, I I can eat a hamburger right now. You know, like it's not happening. So, um, a lot of people experience that. And so if you try extended fasting and you really can get past the first two days, there's a good chance. You're going to feel fantastic. You're going to have euphoria and you're not going to be that hungry. So like, why not try it and see? right? Like maybe you're super good at it and you have no idea. You've never discovered it and you don't even have to run to get the runner's high. You could just like not eat for a few days and not cook and not clean up. It'd be great. So for extended fasting, I think it's really important for you to get the buy-in of your family or your roommate or your partner. Um, so that you can be supported in that period and ask for what you need. A lot of people who are doing this are, uh, men and women who have children and need to cook for them. So cooking ahead of time, making extra meals, packaging them in the refrigerator, staying away from food when it's cooking. So you don't accidentally eat something, not having to shop during that time, if you can make it happen is a is a really good idea for intermittent fasting. I think, um, changing it up is, is really important. And I struggle with that a lot. Like I really just prefer to have lunch and dinner and I forget to change it up, but I do love to have like breakfast on Sunday. Like it's really nice, like wake up and do something special um, on Sunday with the family. And then maybe one day try to fast all day. Lately, I haven't been able to accomplish that. But in the past, that was something I I really liked to do. Have one day where I didn't eat. And then on Sunday, have three meals and, you know, just change things. Don't keep them the same all the time. Kind of keep the body guessing.
1: Yeah. My, my magic elixir is if I can do in a week where if I want to lose weight, like we'll see, but I want to lose five pounds. Um, but for me, it's to do two 24 hour fasts in a week where I do a full only eating one meal. And then one day I'll do like, instead of eating in a six hour window, I'll eat in an eight hour window. So I'll do like an eight hour window. Then I'll do a 24 hour fast and then a 24 hour fast. And then I'll throw in if I really want to lose weight, I'll throw in a forty-eight hour fast, um, like maybe every other week. But yeah, it's the thing awesome. is for me, the only way for me to do the longer fast is with a friend. If I do it mm-hmm. by myself, I can't do it. Maybe me and you can do a longer fast together. Maybe I can get you to do one. Uh, how, I haven't been
0: able hours. to do it lately. I would be the worst partner ever. I'd be like, Chantel, <laughs> we're four hours in. I gotta go eat something. It would be terrible. <laughs> I bet you could do
1: it with me. I'm actually a oh, really no, man. fasting. I'm a great fasting partner. I'm terrible. So, <laughs> <Should I tell?
0: laughs>
1: we'll get you there. So let's talk about a little bit more about slipping off the wagon for just a second. Because one of the things I love to say is that people who are thin, they every once in a while might eat a little bit more than they want. But the difference is it's kind of like if you want to get from point A to point B, right? And if you accidentally were walking from one house to the next and you were walking and all of a sudden you fell one foot back and you took a couple steps backwards, if your goal is to get here, you would never go all the way back home to point A to get to point B, but that's what everyone does who seems to have a weight problem is They go up, I fell off the wagon. Now I'm gonna go all the way back to go back to my point B. So what are some things that you like to do to kind of say, no, I'm not gonna take a step back. You know, I'm gonna take a step back, that's fine. It is what it is. We're gonna all take a couple steps back. But how do we keep moving in that forward momentum to go forward?
0: For me, it's it's really about positivity and self acceptance and rejecting negative self talk. That's been my biggest issue um, because I was o- morbidly obese for so long. Any little slip feels like imperfection or a giant failure that I can't overcome. And when I tell my inner voice to shush and stop saying those terrible things to this person I love, myself. I find that I'm able to get back up and be like, it's no big deal. I also have to remind myself that like, I'm a pretty normal size now, which is still a foreign idea. It really is. And that people who are generally healthy are not perfect and I'm never going to be perfect. And that is so like, it's such a relief, I think. Um, Because I think that when I've always looked at people who I thought, you know, they look like a regular, like that was my goal. I just want to look like a regular person. Right. Um, And, and, I, I think I got there and I just feel like I, I regular people are not perfect. Regular people stumble, regular people fall and they just keep on getting back up. So if I can do that in the rest of my life, there's no reason I can't do it here in my health.
1: I love that. Well, this has been amazing. You're so real. And I love that about you. You're like, this is who I am. This is what you get. And I love that. Just your your honesty and your ability to be able to just really give hope to people uh thank in our lives you're making such a huge impact. So thank you for being with us. Tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you.
0: Yeah, guys, you can check us out at fastinglane.com and all of our social media is there. I also have a podcast that Chantel is going to be on. So you need to check that out. Um and yeah, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube. So just fastinglane.com and you'll find us everywhere. Awesome. And you
1: guys stay tuned. We have another episode coming up in just a few. Bye bye for now.
0: Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.